This is Erica Chircarico for Neurology Reviews, and joining me is Dr. John DeLuca, Senior Vice President for Research at the Kessler Foundation and Professor of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation at the Rutgers University, New Jersey Medical School. Thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. When do you think discussion should begin about cognitive impairment in patients with MS? And I ask this because that was a question that came up at your presentation. So I just wanted to see what you wanted to share about that. Well, you know, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know if there's an ideal time. I don't know if there's a regular time. Um, when people are first diagnosed, it's probably not the best time. But I think that it's important for the, um, the clinicians to know that cognitive problems can be a significant problem early on and to look for that. And patients are often going to ask, well, what does this mean for me? What does it look like? And if they ask the question, they shouldn't, they shouldn't not include cognition. They might say, well, you, you might have some difficulties walking. You might have some difficulties with fatigue. They should say there's also some possibilities that some, the cognitive skills might be affected. So I think even early on in the disease, when the patients are asking those questions or in the family, shouldn't avoid that question. So let's talk about cognitive rehabilitation. Can you briefly just share the role of cognitive rehabilitation when it comes to MS? Well, you know, it's interesting because it's only been in the last maybe 20 years that people have recognized that cognitive problems are a, a significant feature of the disease. We've known about this, but it hasn't really come to the, to the clinic until more recently. And so um, the first thing is to identify that there is a cognitive problem. And we have to do a better job. Uh, of identifying and testing for cognitive problems. And, but when we identify, when it is identified, patients really, really deserve to get the treatment that they need for the problem. Now, it's not a simple issue. Cognitive problems could be a variety of, due to a variety of things, and there are a variety of things that can influence cognitive problems, such as patients... Um, self-report that they might have a cognitive problem, but it may not actually be a cognitive problem. So the assessment is critical. But once it's identified that, in fact, something is going on and that it appears to be affecting one's everyday life, cognitive, cognitive rehabilitation needs to be part of the, of the, uh, the care. So let's talk about some of the most effective cognitive rehabilitation techniques. You know, cognitive rehabilitation in MS is still a young field. And while the, the number of studies are increasing, particularly in the last eight, nine years, there are still a number of techniques that are, need to be developed. And so one of the, the areas where there are really good evidence is in the area of learning and memory. And learning and memory is where there's evidence enough that people who are doing rehabilitation have the tools to begin that, that, process, that, that process of rehabilitation. The other area of which there's not much data uh, is in the area of processing speed. Processing speed, uh, where patients are just not as quick as they used to be, is a primary area 
of, uh, of difficulty for persons with MS, but there's not as much cognitive rehab there. There's some. It needs to be developed some more. So learning and memory is where the best evidence is right now. And what specific, can you just give a few specific techniques that are available right now to help with memory and learning? Well, I would say that the techniques are clinical techniques. So uh, there are some things that can be taught. So our approach to learning and memory problems is to teach the patients the techniques to improve the learning in their environment. They're going to learn something new. Because our research shows that persons are not having so much of a problem remembering things. They're having a problem learning it to begin with. And if they learn it to begin with, they tend to remember it, just like healthy individuals. So that's not the, the, the major problem. If, so if the major problem is difficulty learning, we need to have techniques to make sure that patients learn. And we do have some of those techniques. So the interventions that we do are designed to make sure people learn to begin with, and then subsequently they should be able to retrieve that information. Can you give an example? I know you mentioned a few during your presentation. So, for example, so the idea, again, is to make sure people learn. One of the things that we've seen and shown is that if people are learning something new and they self-generate the right answer, so you're trying to learn something and you generate, what do I need to do to do this task? Oh, I need to do X, and you fill in X. We know that patients or humans will learn that information better. It'll be ingrained in their brain more strongly, and the more it'll be easier for them to retrieve that information. So self-generated learning is a technique we use to help patients learn new information. Another technique is a lot of times people will say, well, you need to be repetitive. You want to read, you want to read a story, read the first page, and then read it again, and then read it again. Well, actually, that doesn't work so well. What we know is if you space learning trials apart, that you will remember the information a lot better. So if you read, let's say, that chapter in a book, rather than rereading it, put it down, go do something else, come back 20 minutes later and read it again. That technique is one of the strongest techniques that we know in cognitive rehabilitation to help people remember. It's a simple thing, but people can do that in everyday life. And we, we can teach people to, to think this way. Are there any new cognitive rehabilitation techniques that are in the, in the works right now, and when will they be available to patients? Well, I'll tell you, there are techniques available right now. Um, the problem are the barriers to getting that treatment to the patient. And some of the barriers, of course, are financial. You know, if insurance companies aren't going to pay for it, there's nobody to deliver the treatment. The other part is... Do we have the number of therapists who are trained to do cognitive rehabilitation and are they available in your community? And one of the other variables is, is your neurologist familiar with cognitive problems, the types of cognitive problems and who to refer to and how to move that forward? So there's some significant barriers. There are tools that are ready to go that are available for therapists. So that's not so much the problem. And what do you think future research should focus on as far as cognitive rehabilitation and MS? 
That's a really good question and an important question. So while we have good data to show that persons who go through a cognitive rehab program, we can improve their memory. We can improve some of their cognitive skills. And we can show that patient self-report or family self-report can show that, in fact, they have gotten better. But what future studies need to do are two things. One is we need more long-term follow-up. We need to know beyond just post-treatment or even beyond six months. That's number one. Number two, we need to have studies which show that there's an impact in their everyday life. And that's really hard to do. It's really hard to do. But we need to do it. So future studies, we need to challenge ourselves to find out, is our rehabilitation efforts having a real impact on their everyday life? Is there anything else that you would like to add? I think, you know, it's important for patients to be advocates, um, to be okay with sort of going to your, your neurologist or your healthcare provider and say, do I have cognitive problems? Can I, should I be assessed? And, and what can be done? And I would say it's not enough to say we can't do anything. Or it's not enough to say I, I don't know how to make a referral. I think we need to find out how to do that. And I think neurologists and, and healthcare providers need to make sure that they can do more to help patients who deserve the care that they need. And, and, and we also need to, as a society, train more people who are available for the patients. So I would say patients need to advocate more for themselves. And I think us as clinicians need to make sure we find the treatment and make it available to the patients who need it. Great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you.